This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, hello and welcome to the Gunnar back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series, our twice weekly show on a Tuesday and a Friday, what usually is a 5pm show and today is a 5pm show for the first time in a little while, of course, no European Championship football today as we've reached the end of the group stage and we go into the dreaded knockout phases, uh, but we had a day off, a couple of days off in fact from the European Championships, it's been refreshing actually i was a little bit frustrated this morning in the show not having any football to watch yesterday but i've actually enjoyed a little bit of a break uh from football in the kind of the sense of watching it not certainly the sense of talking about it because that does that does not stop ever not once uh and we continue on talking about it as such as well and uh yeah we're going to continue on with these shows this is our phone in q a show friday's was prior to I think two weeks ago or so, we started doing these, but it's our Q&A show on a Friday for an hour plus, having a chat with you guys in the chat, but getting your thoughts and feelings about plenty of stuff that's going on. But we've also morphed this into a phone-in show, whereby you guys can come on the show, you guys can have your thoughts, your feelings heard, answer a few questions, get a little bit pressured into how you feel about certain things. And we've got a good group of uh, of listeners going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show as well. First things first, though, of course, as always, LTA is sponsored by Football Prizes. And this week's show is a signed Rob Holding shirt. Uh, you can get your tickets. There is half sold so far and two hours just over left of the draw. 53 tickets have been sold. So if you'd like a chance of being in, or if you'd rather like to be in with a chance of winning this shirt, you can do by clicking the link in the description and uh, you could get your hands on this shirt. And halfway through the show, we will be revealing which one of our members in the Discord server has uh, won, of course, with, um, with me. Basically, I forgot this week to put it in the Discord server. So they are now clamoring to get their uh, numbers in before the halfway point of the show, which they sh- they've got time. I've, I've let them know. That's the main thing. I've, I forgot with about, you know, five minutes to spare. Uh, so, yeah. And second bit of admin before we crack on with kind of your thoughts and feelings in the chat box is I've tried to remember to do the track of the week 
in these Friday shows a lot, and I've forgotten a lot. I haven't forgotten today. Track of the week is Back to Your Roots 2021 by Friction, a complete reimagining of a classic by him. Friction's been on the show before. Uh, he's a massive Arsenal fan as well. So go check out the tune, check out the track. Link is in the description to that. So make sure you give it a listen. But without further ado, let's crack on with today's show and kick off with, of course, the big news of the day, which is that Kieran Tierney has signed a new contract with Arsenal. The next five years, we are told, on a wage that has increased to around £110,000 per week. Never have I felt that a player has been more deserving of such a uh, wage increase than Tierney. Amazing, amazing uh, news for Arsenal. Stuart says, Tierney is a superstar. Kieran Tierney is the man says Matt G. Let's scroll up a little bit more and get more of your thoughts and feelings and reactions. Good to have you in the chat, Owen. Jared, you too. Matt G. Vinny, also always good to have you guys in here. Thank you so much. Uh, Kunjun, much appreciate that. Really appreciate the kind words. As I have done on the channel, I put up a message in the community tab to everyone who watches the channel. There's been some real love uh, in the comment sections of late, and I didn't want that to go unnoticed. It doesn't. Thank you so much for the kind words. Genuinely, it is really, really appreciated. Um, Tesco is here to stay, says Sahil. Vinny says, do you think you'll be able to afford a, a bag for life now rather than just a normal plastic throwaway ones? You would hope so, Vinny. A fair few, I would imagine, when you're on £110,000 per week. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him still shopping there. And that's the Kieran Tierney that we love, of course. Uh, Andrew says, great news about Kieran Tierney. Dave says, uh, finally, ha- uh, finally behaving rather like a proper club now make him captain king say who's going to be joining us ever so soon says good business by arsenal our future captain Owen young says scotch eggs and iron brew is how we've coerced our scottish legend into playing for us uh daniel roberts says 110k a week for playing three games a season i'll trust daniel to be our little pantomime villain of the chat box today tesco sponsorship incoming says tom i mean realistically if they want anyone to have kind of the a mascot uh, for their brand. Tierney is, is your go-to, 100%. Surely has to be your go-to brand for your sponsorship, without a doubt in, a, in anyone's mind that he has to be that. But the main kind of focus of the attention and, of, of course, the conversation is going to start to revolve around him and captaincy. And, and when that captaincy will happen and when he will take it over, the question will be, should Aubameyang be stripped of the captaincy? Should that captaincy be taken away from him and given to Kieran Tierney? I am very much of the mind that, yes, I think it should. I think that Aubameyang has got the ego to deal with it, let him focus on what he needs to do, which is score goals, and then ultimately we can then focus on giving the captaincy to Tierney, let him, him be the leader of the team, him be the example setter and the trendsetter of our sides and be an example to everyone else in the squad. And I think that, for me, that's, it's just the perfect time to do it. Uh, yes, Kian, I did see that Aubameyang is currently training in Greece. If you haven't seen the photos, tra- uh, training with one of the kind of young teams out there and amazing bit of class from Aubameyang there. Uh, Chetan says, Aubameyang when he leaves and only when he leaves. Uh, Jared says, yes, Captain Kieran Tierney. Omar says, give Kieran Tierney the armband now. Yonick says, no, doesn't want it to be taken off uh, Aubameyang just yet. Uh, Mehdi says, we are using the five captains principle should the armband, uh, or rather shouldering the armband, is not everything. 
Uh, Kunjan says, uh, with the news Kieran Tierney and everyone is, uh, we've been linked with, including God himself, why haven't we moved for a left-back as backup? We may do later on in the window. There, were def- there was definitely interest in, in Ryan Bertrand, but in regards to kind of genuine interest in the player and any talks and any bids, that seemingly not happened, and he is moving ever closer to a move to Leicester, it seems. Uh, some bloke says, uh, if Bellerin leaves, it's easy to make... Tierney, a vice captain as well. Tom says there's no rush. He'll be captain soon enough, vice captain. I mean, how much stock do people put in the armband in 2021? How much kind of emphasis there is there on that being a real kind of issue, a real thing to worry about? I'm not sure that there is too much, but we will wait and see. Um, Yonick says, not that I don't think Kieran Tierney should be the captain, but the unrest that move could cause, which is, you know, that's fair. Um, Nambro says, Tierney for captain, my boy Holding for captain. I think you might be hard-pressed to see Holding take the armband, but we will see, you know. Stranger things have happened in the world of football. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Big up, Josh. Good to have in the chat, as always, mate. James T says, doesn't Tierney miss too many games to be captain. I suppose that's why you need to make sure that you're backup or your vice captain. That's that's the key thing that we need right now. Uh, Ashton says Joe Daguna gave Columbus the directions to America. <laughs> who the hell is Joe Daguna? He's a loser. That's who he is. JD says hope we bid 30 million for Grealish just to make Villa stop putting the stupid bids in for Emil Smith Rowe. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more and get some of your other reactions to Tierney's captaincy. Um, I might have actually gone through all the ones at the top. Um, ahoy, Mr. Joker. Good to have in the chat, mate, as always. Uh, scroll down a little bit further. Uh, Chris Smith says, Tierney is a leader regardless of the armband. Uh, Owen Young says, Phil, you need to sort the absence from Aubameyang to make the transition smooth and avoid that division, which is completely fair enough. Uh, Omar says, Aubameyang isn't captain material. Surely you allocate the captaincy to the player who has the characteristics, which is Tierney in this case. It's the question is, do you think that Aubameyang would be able to cope with that situation? Do you think he would be able to deal with that? It's it's a big, big kind of ask at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave says, if you have several strong characters in the team, then I guess it doesn't matter who's captain, but we've had no strong characters for so long. Hopefully, we're going to be getting one of our first callers on the show very, very soon. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, are you a bit worried about Emile Smith-Rowe if City get Grealish? No, mate, I'm not worried in the slightest. I would be utterly shocked if um, if Kieran T- oh, sorry, Kieran T- if Emile Smith-Rowe ended up leaving the club. They are going to get him signed up to this new deal. I have very few doubts about that. Abadav says, hope the next one is going to be Emile Smith-Rowe. Kevin says, Lacazette acts more like a captain than Aubameyang does. Always throwing shots in Aubameyang's direction there. Uh, Vinny says, demoting Aubameyang from captain would be a stupid decision and it would kill the team morale. Now, hopefully now we're going to be getting on our first guest of the day. I'm joined by... How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Where are you joining us from? Let the people know. Well, so I'm actually... I'm in Coventry. Uh, I've lived here for sunny four Coventry. years. Yeah, sunny <laughs> Coventry. <laughs> I was actually born in Sweden, so I've actually oh, wow. watched uh, Isaac for many years live, even when he was uh, even much younger. Oh, of course. Yeah, are you enjoying watching him at the Euros this tournament so far? Yeah, yeah. I'm very pleased with Sweden. Honestly, I didn't think they would finish top of the group. Mm. So, well, I mean, if Sweden beat Ukraine and England beat Germany. 
We're playing oh. you in the next round. Are you supporting Sweden in the next round? Then? 100% is coming oh, home to Sweden. <laughs> Fair enough, fella. Fair enough. I mean, it's coming home, so you've got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are, I mean, the conversation at the moment is kind of around the whole Tierney situation and the captaincy. Yeah. Do you kind of do you see um, Tierney very much as being kind of the, the future captain at the club? Uh, yeah, uh, of course. I think he has all the leader qualities. He has the personality on and off the field. So, yeah, and the only thing going against Tierney not being captain is probably in- injuries, but uh, he should be the captain for me, 100%. Sounds. Um, I'm just, I don't know if you're getting any issues with my mic. I'm just going to quickly switch over. Yeah. So <laughs> my microphone's actually working. A bit better. Um, anyway, it's in regards to kind of uh, the situation with transfers, what's been the main kind of issue for you this this summer so far? Do you think Arsenal have been slow? Do you think Arsenal need to step things up a bit more? Or, or how are you seeing it? Mm, I think fans have been overreacted. I think we have to understand we're still in June, right? Uh, we yeah. are not even in July. It's the Euros as well. A lot of the targets will be there and also, it's been COVID, you know, um, a lot of teams struggling with finance, the Italian team, the Spanish teams, the French teams. So a lot of these markets where we would have been able to sell players for good fees are struggling. I mean, if you look at your Guendouzis, your Hector Bellerin, your Lucas Serrera, in a normal year, in a normal market, we'd have been able to sell these players for good fees. But because of what's happened with COVID, they're struggling with money. So... We have a big squad and we have to sell players to buy players. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, at the moment, it's looking like the two signs that Arsenal are going to be making is, is Ben White and Laconga at the start of the window. Do they excite you as transfers or are you underwhelmed by those two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a big believer that if we're going to buy players from the Premier League, it has to be players who are not in the later 30s, like your David Luiz or your Silvestres and Peter Cech. So I'm um, I'm not too negative with the Ben White. Uh, I like I think he's a good player. I think we have to understand that we are not buying Ben White because of Saliba. Mm. We are buying Ben White because we need Ben White. We need that profile. I think a lot of people forget that. David Luiz was very important in the way we were playing. And when he was not playing, we were lacking uh, creativity. We were lacking someone who could take the ball uh, and run up the field and uh, put it up into the final third. And uh, Ben White is very good on the ball. If there was, last kind of question then before we move on to our next guest then, if there is one guy that you're looking out there in the window right now that you would like Arsenal to sign, who is that player and, and why is it that player? Are we talking realistic or unrealistic? Of course we're talking realistic. (laughs) Okay, realistic, I would say Matthias Pereira. Uh, I've been very impressed with him. I think we need goal scorers in midfield. I think he scored like 11 goals for a very poor West Bromwich. He's good on and off the ball. He's very versatile and he wouldn't be that expensive. I think probably 20, 25 million and you get him. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a big shout. He scored a lot of goals last season and didn't look out of shape, to be honest, whatsoever in regards to where West Brom were. Anyway, thank you so much, King Save, for tuning in. Tell people where they can find you on the socials if you'd like. 
Ah, thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram, Kingdrame, or normally sometimes I'm also on a charity channel by Sfeetly. There you go. Thanks, mate. Absolute Cheers. pleasure. I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Have a good okay. one. See ya. Bye. Massive thank you there to Kingsley for joining us. Really appreciate that. He's supporting Sweden in the Euros, of course. England may end up coming up against uh, Sweden, of course, in that next round. So we'll have to see if England can get past Germany first. Let's bring on our next guest of the day. It's Sartvik. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. How about you, Tom? Yes, very good. Very good. Thank you. Ben White is kind of the order of the day at the moment. And, of course, how it may affect William Saliba. How is your feeling about those two? Are you happy with the Ben White signing or are you frustrated that it could affect Saliba's future at the club? Um, what I believe strongly is that we've got to have depth right in each position. And although some people might argue that we probably have too much depth in the centre-back position yeah, yeah. with people like uh, holding already there. But I think Ben White, uh, as obviously the selection by Southgate proves, he is a quality player. He's been selected in the young squad, which actually uh, proves to us that he is a player capable of marshalling the defence for uh, a Premier League side like Arsenal. Mm. And we do need uh, a, a defender like Ben White, I feel, because we already have Gabriel. We've seen what Gabriel can do. He's already been doing well for us. So I feel even if we have the Gabriel Saliba thing going on, I think if we have Ben White as well, it adds an extra defender in the equation, which I think we always had, even in our glory years, uh, we always had the competition going in each uh, position, you know. So I think Ben White would definitely be a good addition. It's important, obviously, when you allocate such a, a large amount of money to a, to a transfer like that. And yes, Ben White may be not, he's not the most inspiring of signings, which I still think is, is a little bit kind of, as not necessarily an insult, but underselling him as a player. And I do think that he's got a hell of a lot of qualities about him. But there is kind of, we can't seemingly escape from the Saliba thing. D does it worry you, the Saliba situation? Is it a, a player that you want to see playing for Arsenal? Or is it a case of, well, if it's not going to work out, maybe we should just cash in on the gut? I would like to see Saliba given a good chance. And from what we've been hearing, I think Mikel Arteta is going to do that in the preseason. So, uh, I mean, we saw him last preseason, but that was way too early for uh, seeing what his potential is. So, I think definitely he should be given a chance, irrespective of whether we sign Ben White or not. Obviously, if we don't sign Ben White, he's uh, uh, one of the main contenders for the centre-back spot. But even if we do sign him, I'd like to be like him to be given a chance and be a really good defender for Arsenal in the coming years. We really need yeah. someone like that, especially after Mertesack. Oh, yeah, I mean, Mertesacker, of course, back in the... Oh, that's, a, that's a blast from the past, that is, man. Um, talking about players that really knew how to kind of marshal the back line, but had no pace whatsoever uh, in Mertesacker. But yeah, I'd miss, I'd miss yeah. his leadership in the back line, and maybe that's something, the kind of the attitude and the, the headstrong nature of, of Saliba and maybe yeah. something that we could do, we could have. Now, I'll ask you the same final question that I asked King Say. If there is one kind of transfer target that you're looking at this window, realistically, that you want to see Arsenal get done, who is that player? I mean, it's got to be James Madison, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's a no-brainer for me, I'll be honest, because the creative attacking midfield is something we lack. We saw sparks from Odegaard last season, but mm. 
I, I think James Madison is he's a proven prime talent. I mean, that that's the first thing you've got to see. Got to consider he's a proven prime talent. The Leicester fans love him. I mean, he's not a signing which is too old for us. He would be good in the next five, six, seven years. So I think he is he. I think he can be a budding Aaron Ramsey. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That yeah. role Ramsey played for us. I think James Madison can do that really well. And uh, he's good on set pieces. That's an added bonus. Definitely. I so mean, if we Arsenal could end up getting Madison, it would be an incredible signing. Anyway, thank you yeah. ever so much, Sarvik, for joining us this afternoon. Absolute pleasure. Tell people where they can find you. Um, I, I'm in India. I'm in South India. That's in Bangalore, <laughs> South not India. physically. I went on your social platforms. I mean, if people want to travel all the way to India to say hello, that's fine. Um, but your social platform, what your Twitter fella? Uh, Satvik Guru Prasad is my Twitter. You can find me there. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No pleasure. problem at all. Absolute pleasure. I'm sure we'll see you again very soon, mate. Have a good one. Same, same to you. See you later. Have a good one, mate. Pleasure, as always, to have some of the guests on the channel. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Again, we'll be joined by our next guest, I'm sure, very soon. Let's go into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. I love the amount of times I've done a joke about that on the channel when you have a guest on, you say, tell people where they can find you. And then finally, someone's genuinely gone to tell us their address, which is great. <laughs> I love that. Um, JD in the chat says, question, Madison is reported to have a bit of an ego and an attitude problem. Uh, will he last a season under Arteta? I mean, I've not seen the things about attitude problems. I've seen things about ego, but I mean, Thierry Henry had a bit of an ego and look where he went to. I mean, there's I, I put this a lot all the time saying that I don't really think there's many players out there that don't have an ego that aren't at the top of their game because of the self-belief that they have. Uh, yeah, if you want to find James T, you can find him on SXC. <laughs> says Tom, Gabriel and Saliba going to the Olympics. If we don't get White in... We will have to start the season with Marie and Holding. Well, I mean, Wyatt is with the England squad. So he will have an extended break. He will miss much of preseason as well. Of course, yes, he's not playing loads, but he's away. And so he will get that extended break. So that is something that we really genuinely need to think about. Uh, let's go to Josh. Can I come and have myself? Of course you can, Josh. You just need to send us a DM over at the Gunital TV and we'll get you on the next show. We've got a very packed show full of guests today, Josh. But if you send us over a DM, then I'm sure we can get you on to the next one. Neil says, does Saliba's inclusion in the France World Cup squad effectively uh, ruin his chances of getting back into the Arsenal squad for the coming season? Uh, limited pre-season with the squad, no practice games, etc. Now, we this obviously broke today as well, the Athletic reporting that he got included in the, uh, in the squad, and we saw it come through on the official channels as well. Is it disappointing? A little bit. I mean, the fact that they wanted to get him into the pre-season team, they wanted to, to get him in and see what he's about, it also may affect any possible move of the guy. Um, he'll miss all of the pre-season. I mean, most of it, if not all of it, um, joining up with that French team that's got the likes of Camavinga, etc. in it as well. And yeah, it will have a genuine real impact on, on how he's selected, how he's picked, and he'll miss the start of the season as well. So... All of that hype around maybe him coming in to, to do the job that Gabriel was there for is looks like a bit of a write-off at the moment, which is a real shame. Um, but, you know, we move and we deal with it. Uh, Owen says, uh, <laughs> Owen says, what are we talking about, Owen? Yonick is one of those Russian bots that Joe Rogan was talking about. Yonick is just our resident, he's our resident troll. That's what, that's what he is. We've offered him the chance to come on the show and he won't do it. So, you know, that's the type of man that Yonick is. He's just not the front. No front. Hasnat says, how do I call in? You just send us a DM over at the Gunna Talk TV, mate, and we'll try and get you on the next show. We've got a very fully packed show today. 
hoping that some of our other guests turn up in a bit. Uh, we've already answered that question. Let's scroll up a little bit more to the guests, that, or rather the questions that we've missed. Tom says, uh, about Saliba, have you heard that he's been called up to the France, the Olympics, no preseason for him? Yes. Again, it's just, it's a bit of a disappointing situation, isn't it, for that one? I, I do worry about that. I do worry how much of an impact that will have uh, on his game and ultimately on kind of the perception of him from the coach and from the manager, which is a real shame, actually. Um, annoyingly, we are going to have to miss one of our guests. If you don't turn up on time, then you can't come on. <laughs> uh there's that message sent see i've got to do a production team where i'm basically running a show um <laughs> on my own and sending messages at the same time so apologies if we end up now i suppose is a probably a good time to do our random number generator to find out which one of our members of the discord server has won uh the free ticket so let's uh let's go on to the screen so you guys can see the random number generator and we'll show you which one of our discord server members has won a free ticket into the signed Rob Holding draw. I mean, let's go on to this. How many people have entered? We've got 11 entries because I, I forgot about it. So there's only 11 this week. We're going to click this five times. We'll find out which one has, of course, won the ticket. So we have one, two, three, four, and five. Number eight is our winner, and that is Mr. Joe Kerr. Congratulations, mate. I think you are in the chat box as well. So congratulations to Joe. He has won our free ticket uh, into that draw to win a signed uh, Rob Holding shirt, which is absolutely fantastic. So I really appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be joined by our next guest very soon on the channel. Uh, let's go to a couple of our questions first in the chat box. Uh, Matt G says, Theory, Yonick is really a do. Hear me out. He goes into different chats to get transfer tips. I mean, that is a little bit out there in regards to kind of <laughs> possible questions. Uh, I think when it comes down to Saliba and when it comes down to a player of that level of quality, uh, to let him go would be a real kind of a, a bit of a kick in the teeth to the club and how much money has been invested, the hope, the hype around that player. That's a big, big loss if it does turn out to be the case. I'm hoping now we're going to be joined by Andrew uh, from Dull Square to where? Andrew, are you with me? Can you hear me? Very well. Can you hear me okay? I can. I can't see you, though, Andrew. Oh, I can't. I can see you very well. Oh, it's just a big screen on, on, my, on my end. No worries. We will soldier on, Andrew, without it. The, the joys of live television. Talk to me about how Absolutely. you feel about Saliba going off to the Olympics, mate. Is it a disappointing situation for you that we're not going to get a chance to see him in preseason as much as maybe we would have hoped? Yes, uh, that would be a bit of a blow, to be honest. But would he have actually got a chance? That's what we uh, are all mm. desperate to find out, really, isn't it? Whether he would have played anyway. Um, I'm not one of the guys that is really stressing over the transfer window. I think for my own mental health, I think I'd rather transport myself to the start of the new season and wait and see what happens. Um, but, um, yeah, no, 100%. I, 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 I would desperately like to see Saliba given a chance. Um who knows? Maybe we gave Rob Holding the new contract um, last season and maybe we might sell him instead. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not going to affect Saliba um, with regards to the new uh, defensive signing that we've got coming in imminently from Brighton. What do you, um, make, of, what do you make of Ben White? Is, are you happy with that signing? 
I'm very happy. I wanted him last uh, summer, actually, mm. after he'd had the season in the championship. I thought we'd have got him for a much better price then. Um, I I like to keep in touch with football, you know, the football pyramid, really. I listen to an awful lot of podcasts from, you know, that Totally Football League show, for example, is just one. Um, and listen to a lot about the lower leagues. And um, I followed him from then, really. Uh, Adrian Clark is obviously a big yeah. uh, uh, participant on that. Uh, podcast and he's always singing his praises and they gave him the the player of the seasons uh, of that when he was uh, at Leeds yeah during the promotion campaign so I've always I wanted him then really I thought he's, he's a very elegant player and I think he's going to be uh, yeah really a good signing to be honest I don't and honestly I don't think it's going to affect um, signings on the rest of the pitch either I don't think that um, by spending 50 million uh, if it turns out that way um, on Ben White that it's going to stop us buying el- elsewhere I don't think it's going to be an issue really I think that we're uh, we've got a loan I think a loan is going to be funding an awful lot of the signings that are coming in yeah. whether that could be 100 million 150 million 200 million it doesn't really matter because it's going to be saddled to the club anyway if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, no, I it may affect the loans, the loans are windows, weird, but... isn't it? Because you've got a, a loan that's been like refinanced by the club um, to pay off the £120 million loan that we took out to deal with the pandemic. And, and that's allowing us to spend. And we're seeing all these reports about how much Arsenal might have to spend in the window. I, if you were a better man, because I'm not, um, how much... Do you, would you expect Arsenal when you see fifty million being thrown down on a centre back, a position that I didn't think was necessarily that much of a priority? How much capacity do you think Arsenal will have this window? I mean, God, uh, how long's a piece of string, really? But <laughs> I think uh, net, maybe I don't think it's out of the question to have a net spend of around anything between one hundred and hundred and fifty million pounds with the, what's coming yeah. back in. Because I don't, I mean the. It really upsets me about the Mavropanos deal only getting up to £5 million for him when you see yeah. other clubs standing their ground, getting good fees for, for players. Why can't we ever do that? We, we're absolutely yeah. dreadful at selling players. And we seem to cave in at the first uh, first uh, offer. Of, we really need to get someone. You know, some, why don't we get Richard Branson in or someone like that to actually negotiate our deals? You know, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> someone that actually. Some no, uh, you know what I mean. But we seem to be dreadful <laughs> at selling players, and yeah. you know, every every player that we go for, the club holds out and gets what they want. Yeah. When we try and sell a player, we never get what we want. Yeah, it's, it's just the uh, obviously like Liverpool doing what they do uh, and what they sell. Oh, mate, honestly. But uh, can I just ask you a quick question? Yeah, very quickly, mate. Go on. Last, last season, the first 10 games, we were dreadful, weren't we? We were, on, we were sure. 14th and we were on 13 points. Uh, where do you realistically think we have to be? Because the, the leaders of the league at that stage last season were Spurs and Liverpool on 21 points. Yeah. And it was quite a, it was quite a bad start to the season overall. I mean, Man City were right down the league, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit strange, but realistically, where do you think we have to be after those first 10 games of the season for Mikel Arteta to be safe in his job? Because I'm thinking we have to be on the coattails as long as possible. 
I, I mean, to be fair, what I think in regards to how I feel he should be safe after so many games, I think is different to how the club will perceive it. I think if we we could lose the first five games, I don't think he's going to get like five out of ten. Say if we lost first five out of ten, I don't think he's going anywhere. Whereas I would say it's time to go. Um, I think that Arsenal ultimately, for in my view, for him not to be in a position where he's he could be sacked, in my view, I think as you said coattails of top four minimum in the top four arguably after those 10 games so but we'll see anyway i've got another guest to get on andrew but a massive pleasure always to speak to you mate as as always tell people where they can find you yeah i'm uh on um twitter at at bromdale square and uh my youtube channel which will be returning very very soon is from dial square to where uh which you've been on gratefully uh in the past and uh yeah please go and find me over there great there you go. Apologies that we couldn't Thanks see for you for whatever reason, but uh, it's a pleasure. I can see mate. you on my screen. It is weird. I, I don't know. It's one of those Streamyard chaos things. On my anyway. screen, I can see you perfectly, and I'm I'm happily next to you, waving oh, right now. Well, there you go. So it's very weird. odd. Have a good one, Great. mate. I'll Thanks. see you very soon. No worries. Thanks. Massive pleasure to have Andrew on. And we're now joined by Igal. How are you doing, mate? Are you good? I'm doing well, man. If I, honestly... I'm so shameless because last time I came on and I said, we don't need Tapsova. <laughs> How am I going to convince you that Ben White's better? Well, but, are you, uh, try. Are you going to convince me that Ben White's better than Tapsova? Is that what you want to do? This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say, I, you guys are going to find tweets of me saying, I'm going to take Ben White, uh, uh, Tapsova 10 times over Ben White, but I've changed my mind. Reason okay. being, That's fine. I've, we promote that. <laughs> I, I've, reason being, I've found out that uh, Rob Holden could possibly be up for sale. We mm. could see Chambers going up for sale. We could see a lot of these academy players going up for sale, such as Hector Bellerin. And the reason why is because we're buying English players. We're buying players coming in t- from other English teams, experienced, primarily proven, even though he has one season, is better than somebody who's coming from another league that's going to have to take time to adjust. And you know what? Ben White coming into our team immediately is our best center back. Better than better than yeah. Gabriel, in my opinion. Also, he is versatile. He can play as a right back. He can play as a right wing back. He can play as a right center back. He can play as a DM. He can do so many different things. On top of that, I've asked other Leeds fans how they feel about Ben White. Mm. And I, what they've been telling me absolutely blew my mind. Some of them saying they look at him as a young Rio Ferdinand in, in the body shape and the play and technical ability that he had to that he brought to their team. And we know Marcelo Bielsa is a good scout of eye of when he sees players with his eyes and when he does the eye test. Klopp at Liverpool wanted him. They couldn't pay for him. They couldn't afford him. What do you call it? Bielsa, they couldn't afford him. Somehow mm-hmm. Arsenal, a club that we all say cannot afford any player, is able to afford £50 million for Ben White. So as fans... We should not go crazy because I have this analogy. This is a puzzle. And we have now filled out the corner and we're trying to fill out the rest of the puzzle. When we finally find that final piece, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, this puzzle this puzzle piece that Ben White is, he fit perfectly. And yeah, I just that's why I feel like Ben White's good. I think when it comes down to Ben White, if you remove the situation where we obviously know that we need to address a lot of other positions on the pitch and you've got the Saliba situation. If, if they didn't exist because oh, lo and behold, Arsenal actually did things properly and we didn't have this problem. And you kind of looked at Ben White singularly and independently and, and without that context or everything else. 
I think that Arsenal fans would be pretty happy, to be honest, about us going and spending 50 million quid. I also think with the context of him being English and coming from the Premier League, if we'd have gone and spent 50 million quid on a highly rated guy, a 23-year-old defender from abroad, I think it would be, I think there would be a bit of a different kind of viewpoint on it. I think there is very much a psychological or sociological kind of view that skews when looking at English players from the Premier League is slightly different. I mean, you look at the way that Rob Holding is perceived and some of his performances that have, I think, I think he's been decent for us. I don't think he's good enough to be our starting right back, starting centre back going forwards, but I think he's been decent for Arsenal consistently. And to get 30 million quid, it's crazy, isn't it? Aston Miller, that, that, moment is always played back and back mm. to everybody it's people look at that moment uh people look at players and one moment in a season can change your opinion on a player anyone who sees that rashford moment of, of ben white that's yeah. not what we're getting what we're getting is not a player who makes mistakes every second we're not getting a player who's rash we're not getting a player who is mistake ridden we're getting a player who's comfortable on the ball press resistant as a center back which we need because a lot of our center backs in the past have been not been able to handle the press right and the main thing that i'm happy about right now is the fact that we're getting stuff done early when was the last time we got things done this early Guys, we have to look at this and be like, there's something changing. When you're hearing rumors that they're willing to just spend 60 million on Isaac and they're not going to negotiate, even if they buy him next season, they're not going to negotiate. They're just going to pay the full price. That kind of mm. stuff, Richard Garland's doing some good stuff, I guess, because what has changed. I mean, you say, we bring up Richard Garland. This is the guy that's come in and basically replaced Hus Farmy's contractual uh, negotiation kind of responsibilities, but he's also a little bit more integral than him. He's got a few more kind of uh, strings and more fingers and more pies, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Um, but is is it that is it just him coming in? Do you think that's that's all it's taken is for someone else to come into the pack and, and make some big decisions and and that's caused Arsenal to, to change the way that they're going to attack this window? Or do you think it was a case that this was always going to happen? I think this the fact that the club is losing money, this was always going to happen. A major overhaul. The players were going to come in. And you know what? Not only are the players going to come in, we had to get English players. Because if you don't know, Smith Rowe and Saka are too young to be considered necessarily homegrown. They don't even have to be in the Premier League squad. But you need, what is it, seven or eight players yeah. that are homegrown in the Premier League squad. Eight, yeah. So, so minimum, we need to have eight players of the quality to play in our team. If we're going to lose Bellerin, guys, he's homegrown. We have mm. to replace the homegrown quota. And Ben White coming in over a Tapsoba and over a Varane, which we were never going to get anyways, over uh, Jules Kunde, which we had a conversation about on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, same thing. But hey, here I am, hypocrite, because I said Tapsoba's too, uh, Tapsoba is a giant and Jules Kunde is yeah. short. And Ben White's in the middle. Well, I mean, it's not. I, I hate that word. I, like when people talk about using kind of word the hypocrite to describe changing your mind on something. And we promote the, all the time saying if you're presented with more evidence about a player that you weren't aware of initially, you change your mind. That doesn't make you a hypocrite. That means that you're open-minded to to being skewed, to being changed your opinion about things because you've been presented with more evidence. And that's fine. So no, you're not a hypocrite. You're just someone with more of an open mind to change it about what's been going on. Let me ask you um, about the striking situation uh, because Arsenal keep getting linked with a number of players. Andre Silva obviously has popped up, who's a a great talent in the Bundesliga, 25 years of age, would be really good coming into his prime. But then there's this link to Dominic Calvert-Lewin that's crept up as well. 
What have you made of that? Do you think there's any credibility in that? And would you take him for the 70-odd million that's being touted? I, I look at it this way. I look at it this way. I break it down. So I look at them financially. You say Andre Silva, 35 million, Isaac, 60 million, and the high end, which is Dominic Cavalluan. Then I look mm. at production. I look at how they produce. You look at Andre Silva, the cheapest player, has produced the most amount of goals in their league. Then you look at second, Jonathan Isaac, I think, scored 17 goals. I forget off the top of my head how many goals Dominic Cavalluan scored. Do you, do you remember that? Oh, mate, I'm going to check while you're talking so, about it. Go there's on. no way he scored over 20 goals. So I'm going to say that he was the lowest out of the three and he's the most expensive out of the three. So mm. immediately looking at cross analysis from that, Dominic Cameloon is too expensive for his outputs currently. And coming into an Arsenal team, I don't think he's going to improve to that level where he's going to score 30 to 50 goals week in, mm. week out. He had 16 Premier League goals um, go. so and 21 goals across the whole season. So... so he had the lowest goal tally of the three in the in their own presented in the league, yeah. Right. So from that, looking at it like that alone, how is the most expensive signing out of the three, who's literally double Andre Silva's price, going to cost you eighty million? I, I don't you think, think that's because he's Premier League, though. Like, because if you think about it, we've had Lacazette come in transition, and it hasn't worked out with the same amount of goals he was able to score in Liga. Calvert-Lewin's got this situation where he's scoring goals, not just for a Premier League side, but a Premier League side that's got the same ambitions as us to try and get into that top four again. So do you not think that that in itself maybe adds the value and makes it more worth it to, to bring him in? Because he wouldn't need that transition necessarily. You have to ask yourself, who has the highest ceiling to produce in the short term and in the long term? From what I've seen, Andre Silva right now would walk would walk into our team and improve us slightly. Alexander mm. Isaac would walk into our team. He would not really improve us, but he has the scope to become the best out of the three. Dominic Avaluan comes into our team and he offers us a lot of uh, a lot of options that we currently don't have. He offers us presence in the box. He offers us uh, cross when we cross in. Now we have somebody who can catch those who can chase down those headers, and I don't know if he is the ideal fit for every arsenal system if we're going to play if we're going to play with dominic amelun he has to be week in week out our striker if we mm. have a batman still here or lacazette still here if he comes in there's going to be days where people are going to be like he needs to be dropped and i can already see it coming so i think if you're going to buy a striker wait until one of them leave next year and then you target whoever is still performing out of the three you get so what i'm saying yeah, hundred percent. Um, so, what position for you then is is the key? Because you say they're like we've got a Bamian, we've got Lacazette. We don't really know what's going on with Lacazette. He may go. We don't know. What position for you out of your right back, your centre mid, your attacking midfield, your backup left back, backup goal, all positions that we need? What for you is the crux? What's the one that you're going? If we don't get this, this window has been a failure. And who, by the way, would you go for? In okay. that one? First things first, we need at least minimum three midfielders. That's an just central midfielders, or you mean attacking attacking midfielder? Okay, attacking midfielder, somebody who's an understudy to Thomas Partey in a Lokonga type, uh, to 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 play to play as a backup, Mm. and a starting center mid to replace Granit Xhaka. So, in my opinion, those those could be 
of the like, someone to replace Granit Xhaka being of a Basuma, Kamavinga, even I'm hearing Renato Sanchez. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that one. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know who the source is, but I, I, I just see 90 so, men, uh, so, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then um, for the attacking midfield, we're hearing about Husamarwa, who I don't think is really an attacking midfielder. I don't classify him as an attacking midfielder, more of a midfielder who can create from mm. a, in different setups. Madison, who's out and out number number 10, in my opinion, but he can play out wide. Sabitzer, who's the cheapest and the most, it just makes no sense. Why do we Why don't we just go pay 15 million for Sabitzer? I'll it's like, he has so many players. things. <laughs> what? No, but he's worth 15 million, apparently, because yeah. he has one year left. We're probably going to get the Arsenal tax where we're going to have to pay maybe 25, uh, uh, sure. maybe 30. Who knows? Double usually that works, <laughs> and then we we get him in. He's a leader. He's a, he's a captain. If I had to pick my midfield, I would go for Sabitzer. I would go for Basuma, and I'll get in a Renato Sanchez or Lacanga as an understudy for Pate. That's so, right. I, I can't disagree with you much at all, to be honest. And my job's to try and question you on things, but you're just you're saying everything that I think. Um, in regards to central midfield, then does not a player like Neves interest you? Because you didn't talk about him in any of your options. I think we may have talked about him last time. Can I think you... those days came and uh, that's come and gone. Those, mm. That time has come and gone. So, okay, but say it resurfaces. Is that not someone that you would be interested in? I, I, think, I think it's going to come back. You know, I, I really, I really think that's, that link's going to come back. So after the Euros, we'll see it. We're, we're, we're going to definitely see it after the Euros mm. because maybe the player is really being linked to us. But I think, call me crazy, I think Premier League You're proven crazy. they're going for. They're, yeah. they're going for Premier League proven. So they're going to probably stick to the Basumas or the Neves. If you're going to spend the same amount of money, who would you rather get, Basuma or Neves? You mean, if it's the same amount of money, it, it makes more sense in my mind to go for your Basuma because it's so different to what we've had already. Um, so I'd love both, <laughs> obviously, because I'm a greedy guy. Um, but yeah, I think I'd rather Basuma. He's my my personal first choice. Um, but you know what that's not... I, I think sometimes what happens though, Egal, is that you get a situation where, like you've done there, you've given me two options. And what often gets misconstrued is when someone says to you, do you want this or this? immediately the assumption is that because I've picked one, I, I'm not happy with the other option. And that's not the case here, is if we didn't get, say, Basuma and we did get Neves, I would be happy with that because I, I think he's a good player. But, I mean, I'll ask you a final question because we're going to have can to Can I shout out somebody in the comments? Real, real Yanis said Kamavinga. That's the club's real number one target. They have Basuma yeah. on the back burner and they have all these other players on the back burner. But that comment right there, Kamavinga, you know what it is? You know what Kamavinga is? He is the guy who was worth 100 million last summer. This summer, mm. Arsenal can possibly get him for 50 million. And somehow people are saying he's overrated as a youngster. It makes no sense. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's exceptional. Um, I, he's had a bad season. Not bad in the context of him. Like, and that's, that's still good in, in general. Go on. No, Renato Sanchez won the league. I'm sorry. Yeah, Renato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Camavinga was playing at Ren last season. Um, was not was a shadow of the player that he was the, the the previous season, where he really got that hype. But it, I think a lot of that was down to the hype around him, the contract situation running down to just a single year, the fact they were in the Champions League that season. There was a lot more pressure after an expectation. So really, is kind of on him at that. Three time. more days. Tom, three yeah. more days, and we're going to be linked to him every single hour. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm counting that down. I'll hold you to it. We'll the see. 28th, 
is his contract. If he does not sign it by the 28th, the club will sell him. That's, right. that's, that's well, their stand. Let's wait and see if those links emerge and then Egal can start claiming his ITK. So uh, we'll go, ITK. maybe I'll have to send out a rating for him. And, I'm uh, not an <laughs> ITK. I just read it. <laughs> you know me, man. Of course. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure, Egal, to have you on, as always, mate. Tell people where I they can find you. Oh, you guys already know where to find me uh, on my channel right there. Where is it? EGTV. Right and that's my Twitter handle also. I do Twitter spaces all the time. You guys can come join us, have conversations about the club. And you know what? We always keep it civilized. Nobody, nobody, nobody's arguing and fighting like other other people. But that's not a shot. <laughs> that's just, I'm just saying. Well, it sounds like, no, I'm joking. Anyway, it's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. I'm sure we'll have you back very soon. So. There you go. Have a good one. Have a good one, mate. See you later. Always a pleasure to have Igal on the channel. Top stuff from him. You can find his channel, of course, uh, EGTV. And he's got some loads of stuff going on with his Twitter and stuff as well. He gets his spaces he's talking about. We are going to hopefully bring our final guest uh, into the show very, very soon. I'm just going to go into the comments and get some of your thoughts and feelings. Uh, Mark Sampson says, think that we can now pull the trigger on Patrick Van Arnholt as cover for the backup uh, of Tierney. Uh, free and Premier League proven. I think with the thing with Patrick Van Arnholt is it's certainly a position on the pitch where you've got the experience, you've got someone that is free, you've got someone that's going to give you quality cover. When I say quality, I just mean yeah, you're more likely to get a, a higher level kind of output from him as opposed to, say, an 18, 19-year-old kid. But maybe it's something that we can talk about with our next guest. I'm going to bring on the channel now. We are joined by Rajveer. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Rajveer? Are you there? I saw you and then you've gone. I can't hear you, Rajveer. We're going to try and get Rajveer back in a second. Hopefully we can hear him in... Oh, he might be back now. Are you there? Can you hear me, Rajveer? Hello? <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear you. You're going to have to try and check with the settings, mate, and have a, have a look through some of the settings on the uh, on the thing, and we'll try and get you back on the show in just a second once you've sorted that out. We'll go back to the comments for a second while Rajvir is trying to sort it out. Maybe if you leave and rejoin, we'll try and get you back. Um, Ansgar says, when Mavropanos is out, we have one free spot in the squad. Uh, we do. So we have gone down to the 16 non-homegrown players. We're looking to move on the likes of Xhaka and, and other players too. So there is plenty of, of players that we can try and get. We'll have to wait and see if if more of those move on. Torreira, Genduzi, all these types as well. Uh, Sartvik uh, in the chat, who was joining us earlier on, says, in my opinion, Balogun or Martinelli could be just as good as a 60 million rated backup. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think the Martinelli and, and Mar I mean, Balogun and Martinelli are effectively at this point unknowns in regards to their value. So we will see. Anyway, let's try and get Rajveer back on the channel. Rajveer, can you hear me? I think I can yes, hear you. Yes, I can hear you yes, now. I can hear you. See, the, it's, the British, it's the British way of solving problems. You turn it off, you turn it back on again. That's how we sort things out. How are you, mate? Are you good? Are you well? I'm well. How are you? Yes, very good, thank you. We're on the subject of talking kind of about the situation of the backup left-back, I suppose. Is, is the backup left-back for you a real high-priority position in the team? Or do you think we've got Cedric, we've got other players that can cover... Or do you really think we need that position? We we absolutely need that position because, you know, with Kieran Tierney, he's going to be injured half the mm. time. And it's really important for that position uh, to be, like, looked at. I think there's a lot of players who are linked, who are young. That's what the club is looking for, for young and 
upcoming left backs. So I think we've been linked with Josh Doig. We've been also linked with, I think, from the Crystal Palace left back. Out, yes. Out, yeah. So I think that's a re pretty good option, like Premier League proven, and he can do a job. So I really hope Kieran Tierney is fit this season, but you never know with him, you know? No, of course. It's, it's always a case with Kieran Tierney is that, yes, it's great he's signed a new contract and hopefully he'll be fit for the new season, but he's always going to probably have that period of games where we're going to lose him. And so having that important back, I mean, arguably, the reason why, one of the big reasons why we were unable to get through the Europa League semi was because we didn't have Kieran Tierney for the first game. And when he came back for the second, he just wasn't match fit. And we lost so much from him on that side. And Xhaka playing at left back cost us some key fixtures as well. Let me ask you about some other positions on the pitch. And actually, you were talking about uh, when we were speaking the DMs about Richard Garlic. And I actually spoke to Egal about this a second ago. And we couldn't really put our finger on kind of the main big changes that he's going to bring in. But you, do you have an idea about the impact that Richard Garlic might have on the club? Absolutely, because I think Richard Garlic has been brought in just for the negotiations because we've been really stupid deals to a lot of young uh, young players and we thought that Raul Sanghelli, he missed up with the Pepe deal, if you remember. There was a lot of wrong money involved there. A lot of agent fees and everything. I think Garlic has been put on just to get the right price for the right player. I think when... <sighs> It's interesting when we talk about kind of contract negotiations at Arsenal because, ironically, and I'll put a tweet out about this before we went live, we just signed Kieran Tinney up to a new deal. Edu is here, right? And during Edu's tenure, we've signed up now Tinney to a new deal. We've signed up Saka to a new deal, Martinelli to a new deal, holding Aubameyang's got a new deal, Balogun, who no one expected to sign a new deal, was signed a new deal. And it looks like uh, Emil Smith-Rowe is going to sign a new deal very soon as well. To me... And this is just coming from uh, a perspective of, of blatant, I mean, vagueness uh, to say that I think Edu's done a very decent job in, in getting those. Do you not think that, he's, that with that side of things, Arsenal are, are moving in the right direction then? I do, actually. Edu is really regarded as very, uh, a very good negotiator. I think Fabrizio also told that Edu is top class in Brazil. Mm. But the, uh, Edu is he's, he's given contract to William which hasn't worked out. So people have really mm -hmm. regarded that he's not doing the right thing. And he's been, uh, the William deal was actually driven by the agent Kia Surabian, who's offered us a lot of players in Cedric, in uh, William, and he also offered us Coutinho oh, last summer. And Coutinho, yeah. So that was, so Edu has been blamed for that because he's been uh, linked with all these players driven by one agent. He should instead explore the other market as well. Yeah, I think there's lots of things when it comes down to the, the players that Edu has signed, not signed, the players that we've got out under him. It's very mixed. And I think that this summer is an opportunity for him to really, if, if you think about it, if it's like a scale, for instance, you've got all of the stuff that's not gone well on one side, all the stuff that's going for him on the other. I feel it's quite balanced right now. And this summer is an opportunity to really tip it one way or the other. And at the end of the window, we'll have a really better idea about where we stand on Edu. To finish off, a section with you, Rajbeard. Tell me who is your number one realistic target for the window? Who is it that you want to see more than anyone else, Arsenal, bringing in this window? I think the central attacking midfielder is the top priority this season mm. because it's a link between defence and attack, I think. So probably if you get Odegaard from Real Madrid, today Perez has said that there's no place for Odegaard, Kubo and I think one other name, I think. Mm. So... He's not looking... So probably we can get a deal for Rodegaard. And that has been our main priority this season. Will he be your favourite 
Over I, Madison, over the Buendia that we were linked to previously, of course, over anyone, he would have been the one you would have wanted. I think I'd like Madison more than Odegaard. Okay. Just because right. he offers more goals, Premier League proven. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, it's the same reasons I'd rather have Madison over Odegaard as well. It's just the price is, is a bit of a sticking point, whatever price that may be, but it looks upwards of the likes of 70-odd million quid. Yeah, and I think it's a make or break for Arteta and Edu because mm. this is a chance. If they don't get it right this season, I think they're both going to leave because this is what the final chance throwing keys have given them. If they do not get the right players... He's not been giving a chance to William Saliba, as they say. So if yeah. he's not put him and he's going to spend 60 million on Ben White for that right centre-back position where you've already got holding, where you've already got uh, probably Saliba now. So I think yeah. it's make or do. They have to do it. They have to get it right now. Yeah, I've said it. I was on with Sophie at the Highbury squad yesterday. And I said that this summer for me is that I know, you know, the listeners know all the positions that we need to buy in. And if we don't, it's going to be a really, really, really disappointing summer. Anyway, thank you ever so much, Rajveer, for coming on. Tell people where they can find you on the socials, if you'd like. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's Rajveer Desai. There you go. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, mate, for coming on. I'm sure we'll see you back again very soon. Have a good one, mate. Really appreciate you coming on. Fantastic stuff. Amazing guests once again um, from everyone that's come on the channel. Every single time we do this and I get people on it, it's not that it should surprise me because it shouldn't. And I don't mean that to come across in the wrong way, but it, it still surprises me every time how great people are coming on the show, talking about what they know. If you would like the opportunity to come on the show, uh, all you need to do is send us a DM over at the Green and Talk TV, over on Twitter. Uh, it is just below me. It'll be coming across the scene any second now. Um, and we'll try and get you on next Friday's show. There was a lot of people actually interested this week um, that sent over DMs. It didn't work out for some people. Uh, you have to be over 18 years of age. You have to have a good internet connection. You have to have a good camera. Uh, you have to be able to hear you correctly, and we'll do a test before the live thing goes ahead. That's why I can't just have people jumping on during the live stream like we did before. We actually have to test uh, before we come before we get you on, so make sure you do send us a DM over at the Good Talk TV, and we'll try our hardest to get you on the show. Uh, anyway, I want to go through a couple more uh, of your comments just before we wrap things up and uh, answer some of your questions. Thank you, Ify. Much appreciate your time. Yeah, please give some love for our, our guests today. There's been some really fantastic ones. Rajveer, Igal, Andrew, uh, Sartvik, uh, and Kingsay as well all joined us today. So some fantastic stuff from all of them. I'm going to have to start writing these down more because you're going to have so many guests on soon. It's going to be a struggle to remember everyone that comes on. Uh, ML Reaction says, question, do you think Ben White is our marquee, <laughs> our marquee starting for this season? Um I I'd be surprised. Uh, let's say let's put it that way. I'd be surprised if if Ben White is the marquee signing of the summer. My view is that the, the attacking midfielder is going to be the marquee signing of the summer. But at this stage in time, there are, I think there are a lot of deals that we simply have not heard about yet. I think that we are going to sign one or two players that are not even being talked about right now because some deals only happen later on in the window. Some players only become available or that deal only becomes open later on in the window. It's certainly something that we're going to have to think about. Uh, Ryan G says, what are your thoughts on the Calvert-Lewin links? For me, it's him over Isaac. And I agree with you. I think he's a player for me. I, I appreciate everything that Egal was saying about Calvert-Lewin. And I get that his goal record and returns are not as good as that of, of Isaac right now and Andre Silva. But I also think the fact that he's playing in the Premier League has a big impact on that. I think he played in the Everton side that really dropped off 
And that wasn't necessarily down to him. It was more down to kind of the overall team structure, the loss of some of their players to injury as well. And I think that if you were to put Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the Arsenal team, he'd be finishing off plenty of the chances that we're going to be hopefully creating a lot more of with Saka in the team, a new number 10, Smith-Rowe developing, Pepe on the right, another central midfielder to feed that front line with Partey, maybe even a number six to give Partey and the other number, uh, number eight kind of more freedom. I really would like to see a signing like that. That's a marquee signing. That's a, a big, big statement to the league that we are moving in the right direction. So 100%. I'd be well, well up for that. Well up for that, 100%. Thanks, Ed. Great guests again. I like the Friday format. Just think how good it will be when we can actually have a signing to talk about as well. You know it, mate. You know. PAPP says, Tom, ha Tom, have or rather would you feel about uh, just signing Ben and Lekonga in this window as a replacement for Lewis uh, and Erdegaard? I mean, if it turns out that Arsenal only signed those two, obviously I'd be wildly underwhelmed uh, and massively disappointed. Um, yeah, I'd be devastated. <laughs> if Arsenal only signed those two and no one else, it'd be disastrous. Uh, I'm don't, and I'm not understating that. It would be absolutely dreadful if Arsenal only signed those two. So, fingers crossed, we see a lot more. I do expect things in regards to ins to calm down a bit after those two come in. I think Arsenal will focus a lot more on getting players out. Your Terreras, your Xhaka, your Gendouzis, your Nelsons, your Inquietias, uh, your Terreras, if I haven't said his name already. Possibly Rob Holding now as well, as we... we led to believe that could be one that Arsenal are going to look to sell. So there's a lot that needs to happen, I think, before Arsenal's ins start happening a little bit more. We will see what happens. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, to speak to you as always. Uh, I hope you enjoy these Friday phone-in Q&A shows. I think they're a really good kind of addition to the channel. And I really appreciate all the kind comments that you've been leaving as well. I put out a, a massive thank you post on the community tab, so please make sure you go and read that. Um, but I, I try and read through and respond to as many comments as feasibly possible. I genuinely believe we've grown one of the best communities here, open to every kind of opinion, opening, open for people changing their minds. Uh, and yeah, it's great to have and welcome more of the listeners onto the channel as well, because it's fantastic to do that. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to give you more transfer updates. Anything else that breaks this evening, we'll be covering in tomorrow morning's show. And, of course, the return of European football as well. Tomorrow, or rather, I think Sunday, when Switzerland play France, could be the last day of seeing Granit Xhaka still as an Arsenal player on a football pitch. Uh, and that deal could be getting done very, very soon. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled to that one. I'll see you again very soon, guys. Please make sure to drop a like on the channel and subscribe if you are new with those notifications turned on. And make sure you join up as a member if you'd help, like to help support the channel. And you can join our Discord server as well if you do that. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.